Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey folks, it's Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. Back with you on the Locked on Bucks podcast here with episode 23 you're definitely getting up there. Episode 23 is the Chris Conte of uh, our podcast. Uh, and we're talking to you on a game day. Uh, chances are you're listening to this on Wednesday. Uh, thanks to uh, Tropical Depression 9, which is, as we speak, approaching the state of Florida. Uh, the Bucks and Redskins playing a day early. It was supposed to be a Thursday night game. Instead, they are going tonight on Wednesday night. Uh, they get a national audience on the NFL Network as a perk for uh, moving off to their own here. If you listen closely here, I'm recording Wednesday morning here, a little later than I'd like to, uh, but you might even hear the rain in the background of the podcast. I always like when you're listening to like a live music and you can hear like the, the logs in the fireplace crackling in the background. Uh, so hopefully you'll get some of that natural sound uh, in the background here as we talk about tonight's game. It will be a wet ball game tonight. Um, Continued rain expected all day. Um, it's probably a good thing that they moved this thing up. It, it's mainly about player, or not player, but public safety. Uh, not that you get a huge crowd for a fourth preseason game, but uh, you don't want to bring 30,000 people and give them a reason to come into the path of a storm and heavy rains. There'll probably be some flooding, uh, at least by this time tomorrow in, in Tampa uh, and, and around the stadium and all that. So probably a good call to move things up. Uh, we've had a couple uh, complaints from readers about moving things up, but I think it's certainly something they did uh, with public safety in mind, consulting with uh, local government and the NFL and the National Weather Service even. Uh, so tonight at 8, uh, we will have plenty. It'll be exciting to have a Thursday podcast where we can wrap up an NFL game. You don't get that very often. Uh, but tomorrow's podcast will be uh, pretty newsy in terms of running through all the uh, people that helped themselves and hurt themselves in the final preseason game. Um, if you're not familiar with these things, uh, NFL teams tend to rest their starters in this fourth preseason game. Uh, if you're trying to figure out if you're going to make a roster or not, it's a great sign if they feel the need to hold you out. If they care enough about your health for next week in a season opener that they don't want to risk hurting you. I think last year's game, uh, the fourth game of the preseason for the Bucks, they held out 26 players. And 25 of them made the team. I think the lone exception was like uh, Kalen Clay the uh, draft pick that got cut. Uh, but anyway, if you're not playing tonight, uh, that's a good sign. That means you've made the team probably. Uh, they got 75 guys on their roster, so if they hold out uh, 25, 26 guys, uh, that still leaves about 50, which is what you would have in a normal NFL game. Normally they're dealing with 46 players, uh, so they should be able to go about things as they would normally. Um, as much grief as the NFL gets for these last preseason games and not having any recognizable names, about half the players in this game are going to make the uh, Bucks' initial roster. So, I mean, uh, another eight or ten of them are going to make the practice squad. So the guys that are playing tonight are guys that are going to be contributors uh, and by the end of the season could be starters on this Bucks team. As you think about injuries and young players getting better as the year goes on. Uh, I went through trying to kind of figure out... Uh, 
who you're going to see and, and where the positions are that are deep and not deep. <coughs> Before we get to that, actually, uh, the Bucks did make some moves yesterday. Uh, I think we had known... Before yesterday's podcast, the Dante Die was getting waived. Uh, Dante Die, the second-year receiver, had a hamstring injury. Initially, it had looked like that might just be like a two-week injury uh, where he could maybe get back for the season opener. Uh, it, it looks like as they looked at that closer and got some results on that hamstring, it's more like a four-week injury. Uh, so they went ahead and waived injured him. Uh, Dante could certainly come back later. Uh, good kid. Uh, had certainly looked like he was in position to maybe make this team's opening day roster. Uh, had the kickoff job going into last week before he got hurt. Uh, so sad for Dante, but hope he's back. He's a good kid from Division Three Heidelberg, uh, where the uh, mascot is the Student Princes. Uh, got to write a little bit about Heidelberg last year. They're super proud of Dante Dye, uh, as they should be. And I, like I said, I think he's uh, still not done as an NFL player. So we'll be hearing about him again. If there were an injury for the Bucks uh, come uh, October here, wouldn't surprise me at all if Dante's uh, back wearing number 17 again for the Bucks. Anyway, Dante Dye was waived, and then I had the good luck. Uh, the other move they made, they had to make one move to get from 76 to 75, uh, and they chose to waive uh, offensive lineman Joel Hale. Uh, I had the good luck to write a feature yesterday morning on Joel Hale, looking for like features on guys on the bubble, uh, guys who really have something to show in this last preseason game. And Joel Hale's a really neat story. I talked to him first week of camp and then talked to him again on Monday. Uh, Joel Hale was selling cars uh, in Indianapolis. Uh, Ray Skillman Buick GMC on the south side of Indianapolis. Uh, just selling cars. Had had kind of made the decision, had to go get a real job. Had worked all spring trying to train himself. Uh, Hale was a neat story because he only played defensive tackle at Ohio State, uh, but decided his best chance at the NFL was an offensive lineman. Uh, did get a look from the Bucks. They called him up late July, brought him in, um, literally kind of put the, the car dealer job on hold to go to Florida for a couple weeks. Um, so anyway, I post the story, literally posted the story about this time. I'm, I'm recording this just after 8 on, on Wednesday morning, but posted the story online, and in the time it takes the story to actually go online and get posted, they sent an email that goes, uh, we've waived Joe Hale. So, not the best use of my time yesterday morning after the podcast was, was up. But, uh, anyway, Joel Hale and Dante Dye were the initial guys they cut to get to 75. Uh, and, and then the Bucks did this thing where you're looking at the roster and who's injured. They want to make sure they have enough players where they can get through the game tonight uh, without having to play starters and guys they don't want to play. So, they made a procedural move and they took two players we know were going to be missing the start of the season. That's uh, guard J.R. Sweezy and receiver Lewis Murphy, and they moved them over to the reserve physically unable to perform list. The PUP list is what they call it in the NFL. Uh, we had kind of expected that was the case. Definitely with Sweezy and certainly with Murphy. If anything with Murphy, I was kind of worried they would wave injure him like they did Dante Dye. But uh, Lewis Murphy does go on the uh, PUP list to start the year. So they both will miss the first five games of the season. Uh, and then in week seven, after the bye, can come back and, and start practicing and, and possibly return to the uh, lineup for the Bucks. And they did that because it opens up two spots on the roster. They were able to bring back two guys that they waived on Sunday. Uh, linebacker Jeremiah George, who had that great block on Adam Humphrey's uh, punt return touchdown. And, uh, and safety Camario McFadden. Uh, so they're back. I think both those guys probably know that they're not going to make the 53. Um, it's like they already were cut to get to 75. So they literally are, are guys number 74 and 75 on this roster. 
Uh, but for them, and to their credit, they get another chance to put themselves on tape. Uh, Jeremiah George gets another chance to make plays on special teams, uh, show what he can do, and you have to take advantage of the opportunity. Um, Kamara McFadden, if there's a regret I have in training camp, is that I did not get to talk to Kamario McFadden uh, about his brother, the actor. Uh, I don't even know if I put this in the Times yet at all, but uh, Kamario's little brother uh, is an actor uh, on the Disney Channel. There's a show called uh, Casey Undercover. Uh, I have three kids here at home. Uh, if you have kids and are subject to watching extended spurts of uh, the Disney Channel, you know about Casey Undercover. Uh, cute show, well-meaning show, don't get me wrong. Uh, Zendaya is the star of uh, Casey Undercover. She's like a teenage uh, spy, doubles as an ordinary teenager. I don't want to spend too much time talking about Casey Undercover today. Uh, but the fun thing is that if you look at Kamario McFadden's uh, social media on Twitter, he's constantly hanging out with Zendaya. Zendaya has like 6 million followers on, on Twitter, uh, has a huge presence among the the kids of the world here. I'm actually pulling it up just to see it, get an updated total on how many she has. Zendaya has 6.8 million followers. Um, and I'd like to think if he had made the Bucks roster, we would have found a way to find Zendaya at a Bucks game uh, with his little brother, the actor. Uh, alas, that's probably not going to happen unless she braves the rain in Tampa tonight. Uh, but anyway, uh, big regret on my part not finding a reason to uh, track down Kamario McFadden and talk to him about football for a few minutes, but then shamelessly ask him what it's like to hang out with Zendaya and if she's a Bucks fan, all those kind of things. So those two guys are back. Uh, they will be dressed tonight against the uh, Redskins for this last preseason game. I want to give you some names to look for. I always laugh on the radio because if you're listening to radio and you're a newspaper guy, uh, you hear a lot of this in the background on the radio where the radio guys are just kind of looking at the newspaper to help them uh, remember about things they want to talk about. We did every game uh, for the times we've been doing a five things to watch, if you will, uh, to help you figure out uh, things to look for after the names that you recognize well are out of the game. And a lot of the things we pointed to are, are things that we've talked about here on the podcast a lot in the preseason. Uh, number one for me, in terms of things I'll be watching tonight, uh, is the battle for number five receiver. I think we can pretty much uh, write down Russell Shepard now as a guy that will make this team as the fourth receiver. Uh, if the fifth receiver for the Bucks is on the roster right now, uh, you'll see him tonight. Uh, there's probably three realistic options. They still have like 11 receivers on their roster. Uh, I guess 10 with Murphy now being hurt. But of those 10, I would point to three that have legit shots to win the coaches, win the GM over, and get the job tonight. We'll start with Kenny Bell, Evan Spencer, Bernard Reedy. Uh, Kenny Bell, if you remember, literally started the preseason off by fumbling the opening kickoff against the Eagles. Uh, probably hasn't been in good shape ever since. Only has one catch for nine yards in the preseason. Uh, but this is a chance. There's a window that's opened up for Kenny Bell with Dante Dye, with Dante Dye getting hurt. Uh, he has a chance not only as a receiver, but as, as a kickoff returner. They have to find somebody to return kicks now. Uh, Kenny Bell was optimistic yesterday he would get a chance to do that. Uh, Kenny's a guy that will help on special teams, whether it's as a gunner, whether as a returner, in kick coverage. Uh, so a lot of people that liked Kenny Bell a lot. He was a draft pick a year ago, uh, flashed, if you will, over the summer, um, and hasn't done well kind of in the, in the contact, in the, in the actual games. Uh, last year, the Bucks kind of stashed him on IR, had a hamstring injury. Uh, they put him on IR, let him hang out with the team for the whole year, much like a red shirt in college. Uh, good kid, smart kid. He goes by Afro Thunder 80 on Twitter, has a huge, huge head of hair. I'd have no idea how the helmet fits on his head. Very likable guy. Um, 
he's definitely in the mix here for this fifth receiver job. And if not, I would think he's a guy the Bucks could keep on their practice squad as well. Uh, Evan Spencer, another guy that was a draft pick a year ago, was actually a Redskins draft pick. Gets to go up tonight against his old team. Uh, his brother is a scout with the Redskins. Uh, so Evan Spencer kind of got derailed a little bit by a knee injury. Hurt himself two games ago uh, against the Jaguars. Missed the Browns game. But he'll come back healthy tonight. He'll also have a chance. Uh, he's the son of Bucks running backs coach Tim Spencer. So obviously comes from a uh, football family. Played well at Ohio State. Was a big part of their championship team in 14. Uh, played very briefly. Just got in the game. Or didn't get in the game. Got on the roster for the last week of last season, did Evan Spencer. Uh, so he's another guy to watch. Uh, Kenny Bell's number 80 if you're scoring at home. Evan Spencer's 85. Um, and, and again, the other guy we want to talk about is Bernard Reedy. Uh, Roger Mooney of the Times had a really good story on Bernard Reedy in Monday's paper. If you have time, look it up on TampaBay.com. Uh, but Bernard, a kid from St. Pete, we don't get many locals here on the Bucks, so always happy to have a kid from St. Pete from Lakewood High School. Uh, a guy that had been with the Falcons in 14 when Dirk Cutter was the offensive coordinator there. Uh, spent most of that year on the Bucks on the Falcons practice squad. Uh, Bernard has had some good returns. Had a 43-yard return last week against the Browns, and we'll also get a look on returns tonight. Those three are the main guys to watch at receiver. You have other guys like Jonathan Krause, like Freddie Martino, uh, guys like that that have had flashes in the preseason. But I don't think, just based on when they're getting into games, the looks they're getting, I, I don't think they're going to make this team. Uh, so that's one thing to talk about: the return game again, kickoff return. Could be done. Uh, could be Kenny Bell. The other guy to watch on kickoff returns is Ryan Smith, uh, the Bucks draft pick, rookie from NC Central, who is probably the last safety on the roster, the fourth safety on the roster. Um, I don't know if he would be uh, an active guy, a guy on the active forty-six. Sorry about that. On uh, on game day, he would probably be inactive initially here as the Bucks break him in and get him more comfortable at safety, but could also be helping on special teams uh, in kick coverage. I am intrigued to see the young offensive linemen. Um, I don't quite know which of the offensive linemen get held out. They say that most of your established starters are going to get held out of this game. I think offensive line might be an exception to that because obviously uh, Ali Marpet's not going to play with his ankle. They still don't have Sweezy. Um, there's DeMar Dotson has been held out. So I would tell you that I think some of the starting offensive line will play in this game. Kevin Pamphil, for instance didn't start because he wasn't uh, at last week's game. He's the one that was at his uh, his mother's memorial services down in Miami. So Kevin Pamphil could be a starting guard tonight, even though he's going to be a starting guard in week one. Uh, Evan Smith is a guy who had stepped in as a starter last week when Marpet was hurt, but would normally be a backup, I think, uh, when the regular season starts. So you could see Evan Smith get work at center or guard tonight. And after that, it's a bunch of backup. It's guys that are fighting to be the eighth or ninth lineman on this team. We've talked a little bit about Leonard Wester, who was an undrafted rookie out of Missouri Western this year. Uh, promising kid who's been the second team left tackle really all offseason, definitely through through preseason here. Uh, he probably has the best shot. Caleb Beninock, we don't know if Caleb will play or not. Caleb had an ankle injury, missed about three weeks. Uh, did not play against the Browns. We had thought he played for one snap because that's what the participation chart did. But I talked to Caleb and he did not play. Uh, he was hopeful about playing. I think he very much wants to solidify his position on the roster just because you don't know for sure you're going to make this roster. Uh, but he's there. Other guys like Ben Gottschalk, who could be a practice squad center on this team, he'll be playing a lot as well. Uh, that second team offensive line from the second half last week 
that did not play well. Uh, I think the Bucks had like 50 yards of offense in the second half. They've got to step up and play better uh, just to make this a, a watchable product of preseason NFL football tonight. Uh, but again, you'll have uh, probably Ryan Griffin getting most of the snaps. We had a big story today on Ryan Griffin. Uh, kind of got a vote of confidence, if you will, from Dirk Cutter this week that they are going to carry three quarterbacks. Uh, they like him as the backup in waiting, if you will, knowing that Mike Glenn is going to be a free agent. Uh, they want to keep Ryan Griffin and develop him to be their backup quarterback in 2017. You'll get a long look at him tonight. He hasn't had the best preseason. No touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, but maybe could change that uh, against some backups here tonight against the uh, Redskins. Uh, running back, I don't know whether we'll see Mike James or not. Mike practiced yesterday. He had missed the last game. Uh, we don't even know what the injury is. The Bucks don't really tell us a lot about these preseason injuries. But uh, Mike James and Peyton Barber are the two guys to watch at running back. you got to think both of those guys probably get, uh, I'm thinking, 10-plus carries, honestly, on a rainy night when they're not going to throw the ball much. So an opportunity for those guys. I think Mike James is probably the guy that's on the roster right now. He has to guard against the Bucks, uh, finding somebody that gets cut elsewhere and bringing them in. Uh, you've seen some bigger names, some recent draft picks get cut. I think the Titans just cut David Cobb. Uh, so guys that are probably going to land somewhere else in the NFL as, as depth, as backups elsewhere. Whether that's with the Bucks, uh, I don't know. But uh, watch those two. We've talked about receiver. Tight end will be interesting. I'm I'm pretty sure that Danny Vitale, their last draft pick of the class, is going to make this roster. He led the team in special team snaps each of the last two games, uh, which certainly uh, bodes well for his chances to be the fourth tight end. Uh, I don't know that Brandon Myers is going to make this team. I actually don't know that he's going to play in this game. Uh, I had talked to Alan Cross, one of the other backup tight ends yesterday, and he mentioned that Austin Safari Jenkins might actually be playing in this game. He would be one of the better players on the field if that's the case. Uh, but curious, Brandon Myers, that might be one of those things where they know they're going to cut Brandon Myers and they don't want him to get hurt. If he get hurt, uh, if he gets hurt, that would cost them like uh, $1.75 million to pay him if he were to go on IR with an injury. So they might hold him out uh, just to kind of not put themselves at risk of an expensive injury there. Defensively, I'm intrigued to see how many sacks the Bucks can get. Uh, the quarterback they are facing, you're not going to see Kirk Cousins, uh, Mr. You Like That from last season. Uh, we wrote a little bit of the paper today about last year's Bucks Redskins game, which very much sent two teams in different directions. Uh, Bucks were up 24 nothing in the first half, uh, could not hold that lead, lost in overtime. Uh, I think it was 30-27, something like that. Uh, bad, bad loss for the Bucks, and, and literally catapulted Kirk Cousins onto the scene, gave him all the momentum he needed to be a star and a starter uh, in Washington to uh, push Robert Griffin III out the door to Cleveland. Uh, very much. His, his stardom kind of started, if you will, on that day and the big comeback against the Bucks. You will not see him wearing more than a ball cap tonight in Tampa, though. Uh, the Redskins are starting Nate Sudfeld at quarterback. If that doesn't get you excited to go out and buy a seat at Raymond James Stadium tonight, I don't know what will. I actually have seen Nate Sudfeld play in a game this year, as crazy as that seems. Uh, Nate played as a rookie from Indiana in the uh, East-West Shrine game in St. Pete, which I cover every year. Nate threw a touchdown in that game, helped his team to victory. So I don't want to uh, trivialize uh, how much of a danger he is against Bucks backups in the preseason tonight. We will find out at 8 o'clock at Raymond James Stadium. Uh, I'm curious to see how many times they can sack Nate Sudfeld, though. The Bucks had eight sacks last week, uh, kind of showed off their depth at defensive end. 
Um, I would think when the Bucks say they're resting their starters, I'm curious if that means a guy like Noah Spence or a guy like Jacquees Smith, who I would think are probably coming in on sub packages but not starting in a traditional sense on this defense. Uh, both those guys would love to be able to kind of pin their ears back and get a couple more sacks against backup offensive linemen tonight. Uh, in the very least, you'll see Howard Jones and Courtney Brown, two guys who are battling for the number five defensive end job, both of them very capable of getting to the quarterback as well. Uh, we mentioned they brought Jeremiah George back. I think part of the reason they did that, they only had four linebackers if they are resting their starters. So Jeremiah George gets another chance to play. Uh, big name to watch there as an undrafted rookie trying to make this team is uh, Luke Rhodes, undrafted rookie from William & Mary. Got to talk to him yesterday. Uh, has had a very good preseason, has 10 tackles in the preseason. It seems to me like he would be in a position to be their fifth linebacker right now. Uh, with Devontae Bond, the uh, draft pick from Oklahoma, as the fourth. Uh, if they kept a sixth, it seems like to me it would be a Darius Glanton, who was a special teamer last year, uh, has played well, has had six tackles, has had some uh, special teams work as well. Um, and then that leaves Josh Kyes and Micah Awe as the other linebackers. They both could be special uh, practice squad guys to me. Uh, Micah Awe is a guy I like a lot. You guys, uh, we'll get to it in the mailbag. We had asked you guys who you were looking for, who you really wanted to see step up and play well in this final preseason game. And one of you guys mentioned uh, Micah Awe by name. Uh, hold on just a second. I'm looking it up right now here on the phone. Uh, yes, Seville, my guy TL uh, from Seville, Seville05 on Twitter, said he wants to see Micah Awe and A.J. Francis on defense and Russ Hansborough on offense. Uh, A.J. Francis talked to you yesterday. He's another one of these guys that's stuck in that log jam trying to be the number four defensive tackle on this team. I still feel like right now my gut tells me the Bucks are going to find a defensive tackle cut elsewhere and bring him in and have him as a late addition to the roster. But if they don't do that, uh, A.J. Francis is certainly in a position to maybe be that guy. Uh, we'll see a lot more playing time tonight than he has in any of the preseason games. Uh, Russell Hansborough, T.L. mentions, I don't think Russ is going to make this team. Uh, would do well just to make the practice squad. Has looked good, has shown off his speed this preseason. I talked to him briefly yesterday. Uh, Russ is a guy... You talk to these kids, some of them talk about how they really want to do a good job uh, for the Bucks, And there's other guys, Russell, who literally said he, he wants to put good stuff on tape. He understands that what he does tonight is the stuff that other teams will see when they're scouting the Bucks uh, and looking at guys to pick up. So he's very much trying to get a look elsewhere uh, to get on somebody's call list when they're looking for running backs and returners that get hurt during the season. Um, he's very realistic that way. Uh, Russ Hansborough's a good kid. I just don't think he's going to make this team. Um, other teams we were talking about here in terms of other players to watch. Uh, in the secondary, again, if the starters are held out, to me that's going to mean uh, Vernon Hargraves and Alteron Werner and Brent Grimes, which leaves guys like Jonathan Banks and Jude Ajay Barima at corner. Uh, we'll probably see a little bit of Josh Robinson, who hasn't played much in the preseason. Still very curious to see what happens with Jonathan Banks here in the next week. Uh, could make this team, absolutely, as the fifth corner. Uh, could get cut, could get traded. Uh, for spare parts for another team. Uh, Jonathan Banks definitely stepped up his game, had some nice pass, pass breakups last week. Uh, at safety, you'll see a lot of Ryan Smith, that rookie we mentioned who's also in on kickoff return. So lots of names we're going to see there. We had asked you guys who else you wanted to see. The big name that came up on Twitter, uh, Josh On, a couple others mentioned Kenny Bell. That's who you want to see. I think we'll definitely see Kenny Bell uh, getting a lot of passes thrown his way. Probably he and Russell Shepard are, are the most... Uh, proven, if you will, of the Bucks receivers in this game. They have six they can play. Um, Kenny Bell was talking about how nice it is to have 
just uh, sustained playing time in the game. You know, so often these backups get in for one series. You might have two passes thrown their way. He said what you'd really like to do is have eight targets, catch six passes, really make an impact and show that. That would help Kenny Bell a lot if he can do that. Uh, you guys had also mentioned other names in terms of guys you want to see. Ryan Smith, we've talked about him. He's a guy I think is on this roster uh, but still has to impress coaches, has to show himself to be a guy they trust on the field, whether that be on kickoff returns, whether that be sparingly on defense when Chris Conte and uh, Bradley McDougal get a, a series off here and there. I'm going to wrap things up here, guys. Thanks very much. Uh, we're coming up on 25 minutes. We'll have a ton tomorrow uh, on Thursday, uh, wrapping up tonight's game against the Redskins. Uh, if you're Again, if you're not in Tampa, if you're not at the game, this is a game that's on NFL Network, so you get a chance to watch the Bucks live in the preseason. That doesn't happen often for you out-of-town folks. Uh, so please take advantage. Enjoy the NFL broadcast, uh, NFL Network broadcast tonight. Uh, hopefully it's not too bad weather. You know, we're going to have at some point here 30, 40 mile an hour winds in Tampa, but I don't think it'll be tonight. So uh, curious to see what they can do, what they can pull off uh, with limited talent on the field. Uh, but these are guys that are all trying to show something, trying to make a case, if not with the Bucks, then with somebody else in pro football. So we will wrap things up. Thank you guys again very much for listening to the Locked on Bucks podcast. Episode 23 is in the books uh, for the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. This is Greg Allman. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with lots from the Redskins-Bucks game tomorrow morning. Thank you. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you... Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.